Welcome to KGXT, Gen X Talks podcast live from Central California. Making plans with the boys. I'm going to hit the town. Yeah, I'm going to make some noise. I'll push past the pain and my wounded pride. I'm going to live it up. Yeah, stay here all night. But sure I've had some better times. And I can't count all the tears I've cried. Doing. <laughs> don't, do I do that again? No, I don't. You're One messing, more time. You're messing up my stuff, man. Stop doing oh, I that. I thought we were doing the song. No, I'm trying to stop. Working at the car wash. Could you stop? I'm trying to do something here. Working at the car wash. Welcome to KGXT Studios. This is the Gen X Talks podcast broadcasting 200 feet below occupied California. Okay, now we can begin. The numbers are good. Everything's fine. Jesus. Um, I wish we were 200 feet below occupied California. We'd be dead unless we had a bunker. With air ventilation systems, and we do not have that. There's a thought. There is a thought. So, <laughs> I got a. I did. Um. Hi. Hello. Good morning. Good, Good morning, morning, everyone. Good morning. It's, it's uh, podcast day. <laughs> it's podcast time. Uh, I'm supposed to do the introduction with Marcy Zavala because obviously she's helping you quite a bit. Things are getting better. Unless unless you sabotage your day or I sabotage <laughs> your day, you know, yeah. I gave you ice cream and you about kicked the shit out of me the next uh, morning. Yeah. I bought you a little time, one scoop of ice cream and... You didn't spend the night in the bedroom. The next morning, you go, no more ice cream. Yeah, I went down to the couch. Didn't I go down to the couch? You I did. think I did yeah, that night. Just... I was pretty bad, but so yeah. if it's not it's my you, own fault, it is. But when you follow Marcy's program, oh yeah, hundred percent. Today's show is sponsored by Marcy Zavala and her one-on-one pain relief system. There's no pills to sell you, no program to put you on where you check boxes as your day goes by. No, this is as close to having a real-time, hour-by-hour partner changing your life as it gets. No staff, she does it all herself. Now, her husband is one of the most sought-after internal medicine doctors on the West Coast. And together, they take the big picture of your life and slowly take the pain away. You know how many patients she has? One. You. You guys all know my wife, Gen X mom, who beat cancer and was left in pain for 10 years. Well, Marcy fixed it. We tried everything, but Marcy was able to give her a full night's sleep, and for the first time in six years, she walks the neighborhood each morning with her friends. Now, I want you to visit MarcyZavala.com and check it out. You are literally one click away from feeling better. Yeah, you got to be You got to be on that. You, you got to yeah. follow what she says. I'm on part two right now of the program. How many parts are there? 37? I think this is the last part. That's what we were talking about. It's a hormone balance. That's the thing. Yeah. Those... After talking to her about that, it's amazing when your hormones out of whack. I didn't know that was even a thing. I mean, I get that you don't. I thought when you had lack of a hormone thing, it was just like, yeah, you don't feel sexually active. That's your hormone deal. No, I, it affects a lot of different things yeah. she was telling me. And it makes me wonder back, like, when my mom was older, like, how much different she would have been if they would have like 
found all that stuff out gone, or something. Gone down that road? Yeah, because when my mom, I had an older mom, so in high school, we did not get along. Like, no. she was riding that dragon something nasty. It was like, <laughs> I'm staying away from that. So, yeah, we did not get along in high school very much. It was I tough. just thought that I didn't realize hormones played such a huge part of all of what you, uh, a person does. I didn't, you know, but that's it's, what, it seems like you, that's why you have to have a complete picture. Because you could say, you know, when you talk to Dr. McTreme, he's like, hey, your thyroid's pretty important. Your thyroid kind of affects a lot of different things. Then you talk about hormones. Well, your hormones affect a lot of different things. It kind of sounds like everything affects a lot of different things. Yeah, everything works together for a reason. If your liver's failing, that'll cause a lot of problems in a lot of areas. You're like, okay, I get it. So you do need a whole picture. You can't just... Yeah, and we didn't say, it's not just women, it's men too for hormones. Yeah. I mean, it's all over the board. But anyways, so yes, Marcy. And, and Damon do a lot of deep diving into that. Yeah, so. but your 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 pills aren't working. Not yet. You've got to give my body some time to kickstart, man. Well, what are we talking about? A year? Because you've had him for like three or four days. You haven't come and kissed me any more often than you already oh, already do. You haven't. So the pills aren't working. I can tell that right now. Give what? it some time, How about man. We just get our money back on the fake sugar pills because they're not helping your hormones at all. I'm I can attest. Listen, we, okay. we both can't drink uh, at yes, the same time. Yes, we can. Time. Ready? Drink. Well, Hydrate. <laughs> one of us needs to be talking while the other one's drinking. You can Hydrate. You got it. When I drink, you talk. When you drink, I'll talk. Okay. <laughs> wow. Like a trained professional. You really stepped up your game So right what there. about Marcy that you have to say? That was going to... Well, I was trying to tell you that... Uh-oh. Okay. Can we, all, can we admit for sure, like, just because you've known me my whole life... I do read women pretty well. I got a good grasp on chicks. Uh, yes, I believe so. And relationships. I pretty much know relationships. Yeah. Okay. So I, the, the last couple times that Marcy's been to the house, I have turned my keen <laughs> observation skills of perception. Your spider senses? and fo- Yeah, my spiders. And focused right on her. Okay. She has a secret. Really? She has a deep deep secret that I don't think anybody, I don't think her husband even knows. It's what true. is this, Jerry Springer? No. <laughs> it's time no, to get, get to the nitty gritty. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bring out the dancing midgets in a minute and they're going to expose the secret while juggling firecrackers. <laughs> All right, Jerry Springer, no, what is the deep dark secret? I don't know. I've, I've got it narrowed down. Oh, so you're just saying you're observing it, oh, but yeah. you don't know what it is yet. Not yet, no. Oh, okay. I don't know yet, but I've kind of got it narrowed down because when you when you observe a woman, you can pretty much tell what's going on if you just really pay attention. Despite what people say in the media, do you never tell what a woman's thinking? No, I do. I think I got it. Okay. So she either is some sort of a unibomber <laughs> type person, like you know, she wants to start, you know, wearing the dark glasses and the hoodie and living. All up- women want to do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, next. Um, and she wants to wear the hoodie, the dark glasses, and live in a cabin like way back in Idaho somewhere. That's That could be like her deep... I think there's something going on there that she's got a deep, you know, Unabomber type Every secret. Every woman's dream. Or <laughs> she's madly in love with me. And I can't... Wow, that's really extreme. And I can't tell which. Well, you know, those things go hand in hand. You, you notice know? I didn't say every woman is doing that. <laughs> yeah, you were quick on the every woman hoodie part, but you weren't quick on the every woman falling madly in love with me part. 
And I, you know, I, I, if you look at me, like I'm pointing at myself right now, I, when she's around, I've turned this down. Oh, you have. Now I can't, when you're looking at this face, I can, I can turn it down, but I can't turn it off. I've turned it way, way down when she's around. I don't want there to be oh, any, well, good. any misconceptions there. I don't want to th- throw anything so out there. So when do you turn it on? When do I turn yeah, it on? Yeah. To who? Well, to you. When I want a little loving, oh yeah, I turn it up to nine and walk in there <laughs> dancing. You know, <laughs> if I'm smart, I'll put on some George Michael or something so you'll dance with me. Oh, and okay. Then, or if we're at a, if we're at a public place, you know, we're out at dinner or something, or we're out doing a meet and greet at one of the car shows or something. Yeah, yeah, turn it all the way up. You know, because you can you can affect people. You know, five hundred yards away if you turn it. Oh, all you the got way a up. radius around. The, I do. This, yeah, yeah. I've, I've measured this. I've tested Your pheromones. It. Is yes. that what it's called? They like. <laughs> Roll out. Yeah, I've got a pheromone extender, so it goes out. (laughs) Wow, I wonder what that looks like. I'll show you my pheromone extender sometime. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So, yeah, I think I don't Don't cry. It's okay. Don't cry. I'm not. I'm laughing. Stop. You're turning B-red right now. People can't see it. If you watch the video, you can. But he's turning red. What did I just push a button? No, it's it's, I'm I'm having a good time. I'm the only person. That can do that. I'm having a good time. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you so are. So either I think Marcy Zavalli, even though she's super talented and is helping you immensely, I think she's harboring a deep dark secret. She wants to start making uh, bombs out in the middle of the woods, or or she's madly in love with me. I I'll investigate further the next time I see her. Maybe okay. I'll get an answer. All right. But if she shows up in Las Vegas with a hoodie and dark glasses, I think we're all going to have our answer. That's going to be, that would be really funny. So, you know, I came into the studio to do the podcast. What the hell smells in here? Okay. That's um, your dog. But it's, okay. it is not my, my, no. Yes. I know your dog wasn't in here, but okay. I stepped in dog shit. All right. That Didn't happened. you see it? No, because the leaves outside that have fallen off the tree are like a, as big as a frisbee. So now I not only have to look for dog shit, but I got to pick up a leaf every time I step. <laughs> Landmines. Yeah, and they're under leaves. So so I stepped in it. No big deal. I go to the garage to wash off my boot, take my boot off, go to the sink, clean it off. Now, if you got dog shit stuck in the tread, you're okay. It's easy to clean off. So I set the boot down, and I was washing my hands. I get cleaned up out of the garage sink, and I turn around, and my boot's gone. Your dog (laughs) took off with my boot. So I'm walking out through the backyard trying to find my boot, trying not to step on any more dog shit under the leaves. I finally find the boot because he finally, your dog finally said, oh, shit, dad's coming, Uh and drops the boot sideways in another fresh pile of dog shit. (laughs) A fresh pile. Like... Like the other dog just shit. It was still hot and steamy. And your dog went, that's a good place to drop dad's boot. Fuck that guy. And he did. So cleaning it off the side of the boot is much harder than cleaning it off the tread. That is true. So the smell is from whatever. I couldn't quite get off my boot just yet because we needed to record. I'll go clean the rest. I'll try it again. Well, but you better. That's gross. I'm doing the best I can, man. This was not a planned event. Your dog is an asshole. He is lovey. I love him. And to think, I fed him part of my breakfast this morning. And that's how he repays you. Yeah. What, what an asshole. Anyway, so that's the At slight... At least you don't deal with penny pig shit. No, I don't. The, the, so the slight aroma you detect is from your dog. Ugh, okay. It is not that bad. It's just because you have the door shut right now because we're recording. 
That is the only reason this is even an issue. All right. I thought that was your new aftershave. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, that's really saying something. Thanks for that. Jesus um, Christ, I tell you. There's no loving on you at all. All right. I, so, what? You, can, can we talk about something real quick? You, the staff meeting, the Gen X Talk staff meeting we had yesterday? Yes. Okay. What about it? Mrs. Forwatton is has been around a long time. Yes, she has. And not just For those on, of the people that don't know. Yeah, not just like on planet Earth. She's been around since almost the beginning of Gen X Talks. Yeah, she has. And now she's on staff and she does moderating and she's really good with people um, on and during live streams. But she has yet to get a laptop and join <laughs> the you know join that's, the staff meetings because right. we have like seven staff people now, and we do a Zoom call once a month and we talk about things we're trying to get fixed. And it's not, I think now, in the beginning, I thought she doesn't want to be part of it because she'd rather not be seen. I think now she'd be okay with being being seen by staff. I think I think she'd be okay with that. But she still hasn't done it. No. But she found a way to participate <laughs> anyway. Yes, she did. I thought the staff meeting was over yesterday. And all of a sudden, Two Bear jumps in and goes, hey, uh, Mrs. Ford's got a question. <laughs> Now, my reaction was going to be, well, then you tell Mrs. Ford to get her ass in the staff meeting and just show up. You tell Mrs. Ford if she got something to say, get a laptop, get in the meeting, and raise her hand. Right. That was my first reaction. Right. I chose to go with, what the fuck are you doing? How is she asking? Because, well, she's got a question. So I'm just saying that. She uses staff quite wisely because there are times during the live stream that she will direct questions to me, too. She gets her, her word across. She's like the puppet master. You she's, know, she dangles. She's, she's, good. Like, she's like, oh, there's a need here. And then she goes to Two Bear. There's a need here. And she goes to you and says, oh, Gen X mom, can you, can you get this done over yes. here? And you run and go do it. Or she'll go, Gen X mom, PayPal or something. She will. She directs traffic for oh, sure. Oh, she directs traffic well. I would love to say that I stand up to her and like I don't follow that oh, bullshit. No, you don't. I don't go for that shit. Mrs. Ford don't tell me shit. You can tell me what to do. I run this goddamn place. And every time that I'm do I'm busy during my day, if my phone beeps, she'll go, You misspelled something on the website. <laughs> I stop what I'm doing and I go and You I, go fix I, it. I fix it within sixty seconds. Yeah. I'm in I'm back in the thread going, It's corrected. It's done. We're, we're good. You know what? She's Gen X Talk's biggest cheerleader, too. Like she is. she is. She will defend it. She loves the kid so much. She like, does. Like her own. I don't know what it is, what attracted her to him, but... Speaking of the kid. Oh. Uh, you want to talk about that idiot? No, not really. Good. But glad, I think we are. I'm glad, glad you're on board with me about uh, this. I don't really. Uh, you, you raised a horrible child i did i raised by myself oh yeah i was working who else is the major influence on a child but the loving and kind mother it, you know the problem is here he was bottle fed that's the problem it all comes down to being bottle fed that's, that's how would you know because you you said very loudly that you're not going to breastfeed you're going to bottle feed nothing against any woman that it breastfeeds it just wasn't my thing why would you bring that up? Because I think that's the I think that no, was the it isn't. problem. Bottle there was a disconnect there. I there think the disconnect was when I got sick at such a vital time in his life. No. Oh, please. Now you're blaming God. No, no I'm not. Did I bring up what when did I say God? <laughs> and it's the implication. You said you got sick. When God. you have a mom that's sick and you have four or five five that bit did it three <laughs> sisters yeah. bossing you around. Oh, you think so? You got sick, and his sister's bossing him around has made him the the jerk water he is today. Because I tell you, I've I was calm, 
but I cannot get him to where I think he should be at 18 years old. And so last night I sat him down and I, and I told him, this is the truth. This is absolutely how I feel. I think because he was our youngest, I think we coddled him a little bit. I think so too. I agree. I, and I also think that I looked at him and thought, okay, there's some stuff I don't need to pound into his brain. He's such a cool cat. He's just going to he's going to get some of these things on his own. So I moved over and did other stuff with him. And I think I was wrong. I think I needed to raise him like I raised our other children, especially our sons, and I didn't. I think that's I I agree with you. I was thinking about it last night about him and I think out of all the kids and I'm not I don't want to blame anything but growing up was a little difficult for him. Like he had brothers and sisters that took care of everything for him. I mean having being the youngest, we we helped him not do things either. We took a slide on that. Well, he also had a sick mom for a few years. He also covid hit. I mean there was a lot of different things that there hit is, him weird. You know what? Think about the think about the greatest generation. Okay, are you know even above your parents, my grandparents. Uh-huh. They grew up during a depression when there was oh, no yeah. food in the in the United States. Then they came of age and fought a world war. Yeah. Okay, if they can get through that, this kid can get through brothers and sisters and COVID and you being sick. Oh, agree. It's just we we just got a little soft with him throughout the. Well, ages. you brought up something right now that I didn't even think of, but since you've been talking, is right. When I would get on him about his chores, I'm like, God damn it, I told you to rake the leaves. Go rake the fucking leaves. I don't care if he was six years old. You're six years old. You know how to use a rake. Yeah. You may, may take you longer, but his brothers would step in. All right, let me help you with that. His sisters would get, uh, let me help you with the dishes. Yeah. They would, you're right. They would come to his aid when we turned our back, I think. And helped him where he didn't have to do right. the full responsibility. He was thing. always having somebody get him ready for school. Yeah. You know, his brothers. He just, it was just a different, like, I'm a baby, but I didn't have brothers and sisters around. I had to kind of fend for myself and right. figure it out. I think, I don't know what it's like to be the baby of a family and have brothers and sisters well, with you. We so. talked about this before, how one his older brothers and sisters obviously say this, but there's one older brother that constantly tells him, you live in a different world than how I grew up. Mom and dad were not like this raising you. Okay. Yep. So last night I kind of I kind of lost my shit with him, but I didn't I didn't yell. I was not I was not angry outward. Mm-hmm. I was trying to do something for Gen X talks. I was trying to do something that was kind of out of my depth. It was, you know, com- the computer, the Xbox, the stuff. And I was trying to do something for the program that needed to get done. Um, I was like, all right. And he he just left me. He walked away. Yeah, you like shut down. He knew that he's like, there's no way dad can do this. Dad needs my help. Dad's trying, but dad's out there flopping around looking stupid. And he's right. no way. And he, and he left me there. And that bothered a ton. And I sat with him. I finally, I finally sat him down and I said, listen, um... Here's what's going to happen tomorrow morning when you wake up. I said, you're not going to like this, but I'm not mad. I said, I am going to start raising you tomorrow like I did all your brothers and sisters. Oh, that's going to be a shocker. Well, that's the the problem. He got he got big eyes, and I said, listen, man. I said, I love you, but I think I have failed you, and 
I got to start tomorrow morning. And I said, you're just going to have to suck it up. And I said, you're going to hate it because you weren't raised that way. This is going to seem like a shock to you when I start treating you like I've treated all the other kids. And look, they've all, even if some of them have issues in life, they all have a work ethic. Every one of them does. Right. I said, you don't. And I said, it starts tomorrow. And he and he, he started crying. I went upstairs, and he came upstairs about 30 minutes later, and he goes, okay, I shouldn't have left you, Dad. He goes, I really feel bad about leaving you hanging. And I said, why? He goes, because you've never left me hanging. When, you, when I needed you, you were there. I accepted that, that apology. He said, what's going to happen to me tomorrow? I said, tomorrow morning when you get up, you're going to shower, you're going to shave, you're going to put on clean clothes, you're going to brush your teeth and comb, wash your face, comb your hair. You're going to come see me, and I'm going to give you the keys to the car, and you are leaving the house, and you are not coming back until you have a job. And he said, what does that mean? I said, looking for a job is a full-time job. I said, you, you've been turning in applications online, getting nowhere. You know why? Because there's 13,000 kids in this area doing the same thing. You're, right. just, you're just a number. I said, the one time you got a job was on your way to prom, and you were wearing a tuxedo, yes. and you decided on your own to walk into Taco Bell, talk to a manager, and he hired you. On the spot. On the spot. You just didn't want to do it, so you never went back. But it's like I, it's like I told all your brothers and sisters, well, Dad, they're all, you have to do stuff online. They won't talk to you. You have to get your application online. That's just the way they do it now. I said, yeah, but somebody picks the applications from online. Right. You find that guy. You get his name. You get his number. You say, okay, I'm going to go fill out my application. And then in two days, I'm calling you and saying, go find it. Let's let's have an interview. You know what's sad about that? I wish they didn't do it online because sometimes people are better in person. You don't know who that person is behind that piece of paper. No. And they're judging them by a paper, not as a person. Well, you know? and then they put some idiot in charge of hiring. And they just say, look at all the applications online, pick the best one. Well, yeah. that doesn't tell you anything. You gotta no. you gotta have someone in front of you and see what they what they look like and how they present themselves and how on are they fire gonna they fit? are. Are yeah. they gonna fit into your organization? Yeah. You don't know. They may look good on paper, but in person. So he told me this morning, he goes, So if I go like in a Taco Bell or a Jack in the Box and I'm I'm pretty good I get I get hired, like, yes, we'll we'll hire you, go fill out the application. I said, Don't come home. Why? Because I told him, I said, you get a job at McDonald's or Taco Bell before 10 o'clock in the morning. I said, go to the next job. Go to Home Depot. Go to Lowe's. Have this job in your back pocket. Right. Go into Home Depot and say, well, I already got hired at McDonald's this morning, but I really don't want to work there. So I can take that job, but I'd rather work for you. You go in and say it. Just say, look, I'm here because I want to be here. Yeah. I've already got a job lined out, but I want to be here. I said, I said, if 1130 rolls around and you still don't have a job, pull over on the side of the road, eat a sandwich. I said, don't fucking come back here to this house yeah. until tonight. And he goes, well, how long is this going on? I said, until you get a job. I said, I'm done. I said, you're going to go down the same road now and you're not going to like it. He, um, he left. Uh, I sent him a picture of a, he had a, well, you actually had a little roll around chair of mine. You were vacuuming and brushing our German Shepherd, getting her all cleaned up, and you left the chair out. I did. And I said, go put the chair away. He didn't do it. I took a picture of it and sent it to him. Said, go put this chair away. He didn't do it. So now he's playing video games at night, and I unplugged him. I said, yeah, you're done. He goes, why? 
I said, you left the chair out. This, this is how I treated the other children. He says, okay, okay, I'll go put the chair away, and then I'll get back in my video games. I go, yeah, you're not listening. You're done. I said, if I have to chase you down to put a chair away, you're done. That was such an easy thing, and I sent you a picture. I told you to do it, but you put it off. And then you forget. So he's getting the picture. But even as yeah. we're right now, it's like it's like coming up on 11 o'clock. He's still gone. Yeah, I know. He's out driving around, but he looked good today. That's I told good. him I loved him this morning. I gave him a hug. I gave him some pointers. He printed his resumes out. He's excited. He's not He's not going out dreary. He's, he's going out. Oh, he can definitely get a job. There's no doubt about it. But you got to sometimes, I got to think out of the box, too, about about jobs not just stay fast food like just stop at some business just walk in sure. like just go yeah. do this but i had this the greatest person that gave me advice when i right out of high school i started working at a florist and um the owner's daughter we worked together a lot she was my sister's age she was 12 years older than me and um she was great she was a great mentor we used to travel and deliver flowers together and be in the van for quite a long time so one of the things she said to me her whole entire life was that she was always looking for a job always yeah whether she was in her job or not she goes you know what a lot of times i'd get bored in two or three years i i'd master the craft to go yeah well this you know i'm kind of getting bored and she'd move like she would just but because she did that she kept climbing the ladder and making more money and making more money she got experience behind her and she says always look for a job keep like you said keep one in your back pocket well when i used to we don't want to talk about me leaving jobs oh yeah (laughs) because i would leave jobs every six months if i was bored at a place i'm like i don't want to work here anymore and I remember quitting a job and getting, you're like, are you going to, are I you going to, I'm like, we'll be fine. And I would have a job in a day. I mean, just a day or two. But I used to, if I would leave in the morning to get hired as a mechanic, if I got a job with someone saying, oh, I got some money for you here. You can start on Monday. I keep looking. And my next place, I'd say the guy down the street already offered me a job. Can you do better? If you can, I'll work here. And I just kept doing that until in one day, sometimes I'd have one job, sometimes I'd have three job offers, but it was easy to get a job as a mechanic. It wasn't tough at all. I could see that. A trade job, I can see. That was one of the things your mom told uh, me when we were getting married. She (laughs) said, never, don't worry, he'll always have a job. That's what she said. I think that's the only nice thing she's ever said about me ever. But she says, you'll always have money coming in. There'll be something. Like She goes, you know, it's not like he's going to make a million dollars, but you'll never be out of money. She yeah. said, you'll always find a job. If you move, he'll find something wherever we land or whatever. And well, I was like, wow, your mom really believed that. Like, well, she, that was the thing that she was told like me. That was like one of the only things I was, I've only good at three things in life. I've always only ever been really good at three things. One of them was just working on cars. I was pretty good at that. And I knew, you know, I had enough tools and I had enough time. I could find a job with the longest it ever took me to find a job was a week. The longest. Normally, one day. First, you go out there, you read an ad in the paper, you look online, or you just drive around to a busy shop. I'd I'd look for a busy (laughs) shop and go, you're busy. You need one more guy. Yeah. You know, and do that. So I think this generation also doesn't want to start at the bottom either. They want to jump right in and just start making the big bucks and not... Like my brother, for example. I was telling you, Sun Valley Fox is retiring tomorrow after working for God knows how many years. But I remember him telling me at like 17, 16, 17, he went and started pushing a broom. 
Yeah, and they don't want to start at the bottom. No, pushing a broom and cleaning up. Like you used to say, going into a, a repair shop, you were cleaning the floor and doing yeah, the oil was, and yeah. cleaning when tools. I was younger, yeah. The kids don't want to do that. They don't want to sit there and do it. I had a fast food job. I hated it. Oh, I hated fast food. <laughs> hated drive through I knew this was not for me. Like, well, anyway, the story with the kid is that he's out right now. Yes, he is. He's got a whole different mindset. He's also afraid. He came to me last night and said, I'm afraid that once I get the job, you're going to kick me out because you've had it with me. You're frustrated with me. And I said, well, one problem at a time. I didn't say I'm not going to kick him out. That was not my, my, I'm not even thinking that along that lines. It's safe to say that in here because he doesn't listen to our podcast. He does not give yeah. a shit. But about he needs us. an outside job. He needs, he needs to, to go get work. Out of here. He needs to go work with somebody. One because he's getting sheltered a little bit, and not getting out in the world. He doesn't understand what it's like to show up on time and have yeah. somebody bossing him around. It's different when it's a regular person and not your parents. Yeah, for sure. He's not. He doesn't. He doesn't have this downright. So is what I'm um. Yeah. So what's the update on your? Uh, Diet and your bromance with uh, Dr. Bromance. Mc- I, Dr. McDreamy. We have to... Well, Dr. McDreamy isn't the guy I thought he was. We had a little bit of an issue the other day. We had a little bit of a falling out. I'm going to have to straighten him out in person um, in Las Vegas Did when I see him. Did you guys break up? No, we didn't break up. Are but, you taking um, a timeout? No, not even taking a timeout, but <laughs> i got to straighten him out. You know, I don't care how rich and famous that guy is. He's just, he's the same dude I went to school with in sixth grade. I don't, I don't look at him any different. Okay. And I want to tell you what the issue is between us. I want to tell you right now what the problem we're having. Okay. All right. I'm going to air my dirty laundry right now. All right. You know, he's going to listen. I don't give a shit. I could care less. Now listen. Okay. I don't think he quite understands how the human body processes things. Oh, He doesn't, he's not listening to me, okay? Or is it your body that processes things? Either way, if he's going to be my doctor, he's got to take into account, I may know my own body a little bit. Like one, we get into a thing where he's like, okay, we got to watch high blood pressure. We got to watch, you know, cholesterol. Blood's got to move through the veins. And I said, okay, I will drink a lot of whiskey. I will thin the blood because when you drink alcohol, it thins your blood. The blood will move through your system better. And he wouldn't even listen to that discussion. He's like, no, dude. I said, come on, man. That's common sense. That's, you know, he goes, no, you're thinking of it like a mechanic. All right. That's one. All right. Number two, I got to tell him he's not going to listen to this either. When you get an itch on your arm, just a little itch and you scratch it. We all do. So you get a little itch and sometimes it'll, it kind of can hurt a little bit like, oh, okay, ow, that's a little bit of a, a little bit of a hard itch that you scratch it and it goes away. No big deal. I cannot have an itch on my body that doesn't feel like someone poking me with one needle. It When I get an itch, it's like, ah, fuck, and I'm scratching as quick as I can. It goes away. It goes away as soon as I scratch it. Have you told him all this? No, I have this part I haven't told him yet. He oh, would, great. He wouldn't believe the whiskey blood thing. You think he's going to believe me? Yeah, he'll be calling you after he hears this podcast. So uh, the other thing is, is that I can't quench my thirst anymore. You know, when, you, when you're really thirsty and you're like, oh, give me some iced tea, and you just gulp, gulp, gulp and you're like, ah, oh, because you quench it. You can feel it in the jo- in the joints of your jaws. You, it's that deep, and you quench, and you're done. Uh-huh. Or some people, you have a Coke. I remember when I used to drink Coca-Cola, I'm like, oh, I just needed two, two or three swallows of an ice-cold Coke to quench my thirst. My big thing my whole life has mostly been water above everything else. I know that I like milk and stuff like that, but my big one is water. 
Lately, I can't quench my thirst. I will drink and gulp and drink and gulp, and it's like, oh, that's almost doing it. But the thing is, is that it, that we disagree on how things work. Like the other day, I tried to talk to him, and he wasn't even listening. I'm like, okay, I can get my medications into my body faster than anybody you know. What? Now, <laughs> what? what? Yeah. I can't. And before, before you make some wisecrack, no, I'm not shoving them up my ass. They're not a suppository. Okay. Okay. So when I take a five-hour energy drink, right, I feel it within like one minute, two minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm up. I'm alert. Just like when you drink coffee. Okay. So since I know the five-hour energy, I drink it within 60, 90 seconds. It's in my body going everywhere. I put his pills that he gives me in the five-hour I shake them up and then I drink the five hour with the pills. You do not. Oh yeah, and then it, and then it's in my body. Bam! Right now. You know when I when I talk about stuff like that with Doctor McDreamy, he rolls his eyes. And I'm I like, do too. Why? Because that's not how it works. It's exactly how it works, man. Why won't anybody listen to me? So so here we are. Here 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 we are. I have to straighten him out because he's. I I get he's what he's thinking. Did as, you go to medical school? No. So why do you think you're smarter than him? I didn't say I was smarter than Dr. You have it all figured out. I have me figured out. I have, you know, there's some things when someone... Obviously you don't if you're carrying around another person with you wherever you go. What What do you mean? Carrying carrying who around? Your weight. You're like carrying another person around oh, on you. Oh, you just poke fun at my size. Well, me and my friend here are going <laughs> to kick your ass when the show's <laughs> over. <laughs> So what I'm saying is that I got to straighten him out in Las Vegas and sit down and say, okay, you need to take some consideration that I I may know what's going on inside my body just a little bit. You know, I may know some stuff here. You know, the doctors have to do some listening, man. Some things- I think he's listened to you for 50 years. I think he has you figured out. Do you, did you see that picture I posted of him sitting in that chair when I was trying to discuss with him stuff and he had his arms folded and he had that look? Uh-huh. Everybody else who saw that picture, because it's on the members he only. He ain't messing. He, he was not messing around. He was not messing he around. He had to look like, as soon as this asshole's done talking, then the grown-ups are going to get to Exactly. Speak. <laughs> when you're finished. Right. So Let all, me know when you're done. All I'm saying is we're not getting along right now because I don't think he's taken into consideration wow. some of the nuances that might be special to just here me. Here we go again. The what? girls, the the girl guy bromance going here on here. Go. It, no, is. it is. Not. He's not listening to me. That's what it sounds like. I could turn this around and just make it all a girl. You're just like, he's not. I know me. And he's not listening. Right? Do- Dr. McDreamy. I have needs too. <laughs> See, <laughs> I told you. So I got I got to just. I got to talk to him about Get this. Get in stuff. touch with your feminine side. Okay? I don't have a feminine. Oh, side. Oh yeah, you no, do. No, you so full of shit. So, are you going to have the podcast ready today? What the one we're doing now? Yeah, on yeah. time. No yeah. messing around. No, I'll get it done. Um, I think I finally think I got the volume level straightened away. Look, look how far away I am from the mic right now, and I'm just projecting. Yeah, that's making a huge difference. But this is again Aiden Stone. You know, Aiden Aiden Stone came up and was messing with our stuff, and we, he looked through all the things. He's like, "Okay, here's what you're doing right. Here's what you're doing wrong." But the big one is me being too close to the mic for my voice. He says, "Your voice is so low. You got bass." He goes, "You can't you can't get up on the mic." So I've been trying to just do like this and project, 
and then raise my voice during during editing. Not, oh, okay. Because you can't if you're loud and distorting, you can't lower it. But if I'm a little quieter, I can raise it up. I can bring the volume up. Oh, okay. So that's anyway, good. that's a, yeah. So yeah, I'll get the podcast done. I think the editing should go smooth. <laughs> you know what? I didn't. I did. Um, <laughs> I tried to edit one of the interviews for the Coast Guard. Did you listen to that yet? I have not listened to it yet. That I'm telling you was such an interesting thing. I never thought that the Coast Guard one was going to be as interesting interviewing that guy as it it's was. The ugly stepchild of the military. The <laughs> <laughs> it is because not many people know about it. I I called uh, <laughs> I called one of my friends uh, back east who does that work, the liaison work with the Pentagon, and I said, "Hey." we're doing a Coast Guard interview. He goes, who gives a shit? <laughs> he goes, I don't care. He goes, I'm not listening. He goes, I go, well, what is the Coast Guard to you? Now, remember, he's been in the military and the liaison of the Pentagon for, you know, 40 years. Two branches of the military. Two branches served. of the military. He goes, yeah. He goes, Coast Guard's great if you want to be the Navy's bitch. <laughs> I went, oh, wow. don't say that. That's, That's not, not nice. No, nice at all. But so, uh, but the interview with Calder Keene was great. I mean, that's, that's, that's one you would listen to and go, oh my God, that was, it was a well-constructed, it just flowed. Everything I'm going to listen great. to it. I just haven't had time to So I was listening that. to that one and it took me an extra 20 or 30 minutes to edit it because as I'm editing it, I'm listening and I'm, I'm moving things around and I'm editing, yeah. my phone beeps. Okay. And I pick up my phone and I'm like, okay, there's nothing there. And I'm like, well, did it, did it go away? Was it like, you know, spam or something? I set it down, continue listening. I know my phone beeps. I'm like, I what know. the fuck is going on? So now, then it's then it like beeps three times in a row. I finally stop the, the editing process. I start going through my phone because now I'm going to try to find out what the fuck is going on. Right. Come to find out, it was beeping in the podcast. I knew it. It was beeping during the interview. Yeah. I had left my phone on. The microphone had picked up <sighs> the recording of my phone beeping. So I'm listening to a recording trying to, and I'm getting mad at my phone. My husband, the podcast uh, professional. Trained. <laughs> trained professional. I don't know. I always get that wrong. Unbelievable. Uh, so I have a question for you. Yeah, uh, I'm ready. Are you? Oh, I'm. Look, I was born ready. Come on now. So I went in to take a shower this morning, and did you break my glass figurine in the bedroom or bathroom? Well, define. Um, I'm not going to define it. Okay, I kind of did. You either did or didn't. Your you dog can't, did it. Why is it always my dog's because fault? You're, okay, your dog. My dog is perfect. Your, your dog is a complete ass. My, no. Everyone who has met your dog says, this is the most handsome, regal dog I've ever met. What an asshole. Every no. time. Every time. He is my cuddle dog. I went to, it was it was a normal morning. Your dog was laying there. No, um, it wasn't normal if you broke something. At this point in the story, things were going along pretty normal. Oh, okay. Your dog was laying on the floor, just kind of cuddled up there by the chair. You know that one chair in the corner, the black chair in the yes. corner? And just kind of waiting for the morning to begin. I got up, I put my socks on, I was pulling on my pants, and my foot got stuck in the pant leg. All right, so I'm trying to get my foot through the pant leg, and I'm pulling on the pant leg, and I'm kind of hopping in place, and I just got mad, and I pulled really hard, and my foot shot through I kicked the dog. <laughs> My the, poor dog. The dog jumps because he was like asleep when I kicked him. I just kind of went boom right through it. And he jumps up like a cat almost, hits the 
uh, the the bookcase with all your stuff on it. Yes. So my I still got one one foot out of my pants, one foot in my pants, and. He hits that thing and it shakes it and stuff starts to fall. So I let go of my pants and tried to. I kind of tripped over myself diving for the things that were yes, falling and yes. and I didn't. I couldn't catch your figurine and it hit the edge of the your um, your dresser and it broke the corner off of it. But but it was your fault. No, what, how is that my fault? I because you kicked the dog. If it, you wouldn't have kicked the dog, we wouldn't be in this situation. I caught your family Bible. Oh, well, thank you. That didn't hit the ground. God thanks you. God is thanking me right now because I, I was okay with that. But yeah. there was like five things falling. I could only catch one, and I, I caught the Bible and the other one. Other stuff was okay because it landed on the black chair, but that one kind of went all the way across and or rolled off the top of the chair, I guess, because it, it hit the end of your dresser and it broke the edge off. So your dog did it. No, he didn't. You did it. Well, if we're going to go backwards and not blame the dog, but blame me kicking the dog, why don't we blame my pants? Let's blame my pants. I couldn't get my leg. No, through. it was your. You kicked the dog. Let's let's you blame started the Levi whole Strauss. thing. Oh come on! You caught. You picked the middle. Why would of the you story. pick and catch the Bible? Why didn't you go for something else? Look, it was instinct. I you know I felt God's presence at that moment saying. Help me. And I did. I helped him. He, I smell bullshit right now. You know what? Right now, you know, okay. So so you're mad because your figurine got broke, but right now God owes me one. That's the- God doesn't owe you shit. I caught the Bible, man. That's God You've owes me one. you got to be kidding me. Well, I'd rather have God owing me one than you owing me one. God's way more powerful, man. Now, now when I say, hey, man, need a little help with this? Cops are arresting me. Remember the time I caught the Bible? Yeah, and he's going to go, and what about all the other times? Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you, come on, let's just keep keep track oh, of the score we're here. Just go, we're up, we just have to stay current. God's not going to go back, right? I'm just saying God knows when to stay in his lane, and I think that oh, if we keep He does. Yeah, and we keep track of the score. I am sorry about your figurine, though. I really am, because I know you've kept that. Everything on that bookcase in the corner is like, don't ever touch it, and it fell. I'm sorry. I didn't mean for that to happen. It was just a... I'm not happy. I know you're not, but it was a complete accident. If we're going to blame somebody, Levi Strauss, that company just made the pant leg, the, the you know, that, oh that, that it's too small and narrow at the bottom. All right. Can we, I move, guess. Can we move on from your fucking thing? I don't know. It's, I, did you clean it up? Yeah, I did. I cleaned it. Well... If you notice, the reason it's broke is because I couldn't figure out how to glue the end back on. That was my big problem. I wanted to, but I couldn't figure out how to glue it back together in a way that made sense. So I just, I knew you'd notice eventually. I didn't think you'd notice this quickly, but I, I knew you would, I knew you'd notice. Well, I did because I was taking the sheets off the bed this morning, going to wash them and everything. And then I was like, something's Well, I weird. went, I vacuumed up anything that, that the pieces that broke, I vacuumed and cleaned up around there. Here's another thing that's bothering me. And I know this is kind of stupid, but what are, who, who makes our vacuum cleaners again? Kirby. Kirby. So those things were like $1,200 each and we have three of them. And yeah, because you never buy just one. Of no, something. and I didn't buy. I didn't buy any of them. Remember, I worked on those things. Oh, I yeah, worked on their right. company, the company that sold them. They had all. There's a big. There's two big distribution centers here in town, and I was working on their vans, and they didn't want to pay me cash. They're like, "Can we pay you in Kirby's?" I'm like, "Yeah, pay me in Kirby's," because I knew, you know, we'd we'd seen the demonstrations when they come knock on your door, and they're like twelve hundred dollars, then five hundred dollars for the attachments. So we have three of them. Yes, we do. 
And I, because th- they're forever, they're lifetime guaranteed. They work forever. You just got to pay for the labor. If something breaks, they'll give you the parts. You just pay to have them put it on, and you're done. Or I can put it on. They are. They're great vacuums. They're I, just super heavy. I couldn't hardly vacuum this morning. That one. Now we got one in the studio in here that's pretty light. No, but, it's not. But those other two, they're they're like a hundred pounds. It feels yes, like. I hate vacuuming because of that. I know. And the other day, I heard you talking to one of our daughters because she she got that Dyson vacuum for Christmas, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh, I'm going to talk to Dad about getting." I'm like, "We're not doing that." I have per- I have purchased I have acquired three Kirby vacuums that will last forever. We are never buying another vacuum as long as we live. I don't care how much you bitch. Until I couldn't push the vacuum. <laughs> and heavy. now you know my struggle. So now I got to buy vacuums again. Because we have upstairs and downstairs, and you don't want to carry vacuums up and down the stairs, so we got to buy one for each. And you want me to? And we're going to buy light vacuums. What do I do with these Kirby's now? Sell them back. Oh, they're not. Can you? Take, no, they're not going to take them back. I don't know. Sell them. You know how I got? I don't think I told you how I even got that contract with those guys, did I? I don't know. It's been a long time. You it, might have, but there was a they. I don't remember how they found my shop, but this guy came in. It was on a tow truck, and it was the owner of the establishment down there. And he said, in fact, that's how I think I knew him was he knew another one of his best friends was already a customer. And they were dudes, they're like in their sixties at the time. Anyway, mm-hmm. the the guy comes in and goes, We have one of our main vans that our main guy drives all the time and no shop can fix this problem. It keeps blowing a fuel pump fuse. And we have to tow it back, and then they fix it and put the new fuse in it, and it lasts for a week or two. So I said, all right, if I can fix this, you give me your account. You let me have all your vans. How many vans do they have? Uh, 13. 13, oh, wow. 13 trucks and vans, like okay. two, two, two or three trucks. Anyway, so I put this thing on the rack, and I replaced the fuse, and I have somebody up there raise it up in the air, and he, the engine's running, and I'm grabbing the wiring, and I'm moving it, I'm shaking it, I'm grabbing the wiring, and all of a sudden I grab the wire under this big, this big Ford long van, and I grab the wire, and it, and it died. Really? And I lowered it back down, and, it, and the fuse was blown. I put another fuse in it, started it back up, grabbed the wiring in the same spot, and wiggled it, and a few seconds later, fuse pops, engine dies, kills the pump. So the fuel pump fuse was blowing, and I just started taking apart the wire loom and looking. And what these guys had done is they had mounted a bunch of things in the in the back of this van, this big Ford van. And one of the screws that they ran through the floorboard was touching, went right into the wiring harness. Oh, no. And every now and then, it would rub that wire and ground it out, pop the fuse, but you couldn't always tell because if it, unless the wire was touching it right at that moment. So it was really random. Yeah, it, it didn't happen. It was really happen. random, yeah. but I figured it out and the guy gave me all the work and then he was paying us in Kirby's. So <laughs> I know. Every, he did eventually pay some money, but most of the stuff I did, it was, it was Kirby, Kirby, Kirby. And well, they're great vacuums. They're just super heavy. I, I can't mean, believe how heavy they are. It's hard to do the stairs. It's impossible. I couldn't do it. I'm, I mean, I'm strong, but it's like after you get to a certain age, you're like, fuck, I am tired of pushing <laughs> yes. this vacuum around. This thing's 100 pounds. Yes. And at like at the moment right now with our German Shepherd shedding everywhere, yeah. I'm vacuuming constantly, sometimes twice a day to keep up on the Well, the it'll work out thing. your right shoulder muscle, that's for sure. It's a lot of work. Well, I'm with you. I get, but I don't know what to do with these other Kirby's. They're great vacuums, but I just don't. I can't. There's no way I want to haul these things around anymore. Sell them. 
Uh, Anybody wants a Kirby vacuum, just, you know, email us. Oh, probably shipping would be outrageous. They're so heavy. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I just said that, so sorry. Does that, can I, can that count as a, as a car story? Uh, Maybe I'll let it slide. (sighs) Why? Because I don't want, I didn't, I didn't think of a car story. That one just popped in my head. Oh my God, you've got 35 years of stories. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> so you haven't you. asked why i haven't put all the christmas decorations away huh i am so sick of tripping over christmas decorations <laughs> and you know what you don't even take them all the way out and put them in the barn where they go they're all they're all stuck outside right outside the door in stacks in fact i thought i i thought someone had stole something from us huh. i know this is going to be dumb because we have that one camera on the side of the house outside okay and it was kind of nighttime it was dusk and i'm looking at the camera i'm like oh, somebody stole our air conditioner what? I know that's not something that ever gets stolen, but I couldn't. All I could see was the top lid of your box, the corner of the lid, and it made it look like that was just the concrete where the air conditioner used to be. Okay. Well, you keep leaving stuff out. Why do you leave everything well, out? Well, some of that has to be thrown out. They're just old decorations. Some of that stuff on the side of the house has to be thrown out. I've weeded through some things, and there's broke. some of them are broken boxes that need to go. But then there's stuff on the dining room table because that's halfway out the door. <laughs> you know, I'm doing phases. I'm 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 pacing myself. We could, you know, uh, Doctor McDreamy and Marcy came over. We couldn't all sit at the table because half the table had Christmas decorations is piled two feet high with your Christmas decorations. I know. I know. I'm trying to put it away. Okay. Next think- year I'm gonna have to just. Take very few out. <laughs> you're trying to put it away. The only thing you're trying is my patience. Always, every day. Every day. Every minute. Every I... hour. That's my goal. I have to. Right. Life would be dull if I didn't keep on your toes. Let's 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 try. I would like to try a dull life with you for a week. Oh, you wouldn't like it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You wouldn't like it. You'd be calling me and texting me, Where are you? Where are you? Oh my I can God. make it pretty dull. How are we doing on the ticket sales for Vegas? Uh, we are down to probably one or two tickets. That's it. And then we're done, right? And we're done. We're sold out. And we're sold out. Wow. Far yep. out, man. That's going to be a great two time. weeks from this weekend. There's going to be a public meet and greet. If you wanted to show up at the Red Rock um, Casino right around the Sports Bar and Grill, January 27th. It's a Saturday. We're going to hang out before we go to the main event, before we go to the party. We're all going to be hanging out there. So there'll be anytime you just want to come by, if you're in Vegas or near Vegas, and you want to come by and say hello to us and all the staff, we're going to be there for a public free meet and greet for a couple hours before about 4.30 or so. So you should come do that. Yeah, be fun. And all the usual suspects will be there, people you know, so that'll be good. The usual suspects. Now, see, we're at 54 minutes, but we took a seven or eight or 10 minute breaks and now we're only at 45 this will be considered a very short podcast you know why because you brought nothing to the table my fine it was a dull week oh Oh. you just said (laughs) you just said you just told me what great time it was except i'm i'm kind of in mourning right now why because i Dropped out of the top 10 of pigskin pick'em football. <laughs> no, you lost is what happened. You weren't at your top 10. You weren't even. Yeah, you you lost. You barely. Wow. Name, your name Thanks barely for fit. all the consoling I'm getting. Your name barely fit on the chart. That's how down, how far low you wow. are. There's not a lot of love in this room right not now. Not a little bit. You got your ass kicked. Guess who won? I'm not telling. We've said enough of his name. I'm not saying Dr. anymore. Dr. McDreamy won. Ah, <laughs> the man that shall not be named. 
No. Yeah. I told him, I said, I, I said, I posted it on that thread with you, the little talking thread with you, Marcy, and, and I, and I said, oh, well, Dr. McDreamy won. There'll be no living with him. I said, he goes, he's like, I want a trophy. <laughs> I said, not a robe, not a scepter, not a crown. He goes, no, nope, just a trophy. He wants to put it on his uh, mantle so yeah. he can look at it and That's shine right. it up every day. So no. we should do a trophy, though. We should get a trophy that has every winner's name on like first place. A perpetual one. A perpetual trophy would be kind of cool. Yeah, the winner can have it for the first year, and then they got to return it. I was it. thinking about that, but then some people don't stick around Gen X Talks. They move on, and I don't want to not get the trophy back. Oh, you so mean like we have it? We have. So what we do is we send oh. them a little trophy saying, hey, you won. Like Dr. McDreamy, we'll get him a trophy. Let him, Nice little thing. Send it, send it to him. He won first place. But we'll keep the perpetual trophy here with the winner's names on it. That would be cool. Yeah. And we can go back and look up at least a couple winners. I think we could figure out who won the year, the last two years. Maybe not the last three, but for sure the last two. Oh, maybe. Wow. You made it all the way to the end of the podcast. That was your first yawn. I know. Wow. I was it, wide awake, ready to go. 10 a.m. is my good time. Let's go. <laughs> I haven't done a whole lot of stuff today. so. No. So yeah, we just uh, talked a little bit about the kid there. That was I didn't think we were going to go that deep into parenting, but it's tough on me, I'm sure it is on you, to realize that your son at 18 isn't where you wanted him to be, and it's and when you realize that you failed, that I failed to get him there. The other kids, I raised them correctly, I felt, and if they didn't show up on time at 18, that's on them. I had no guilt. I have guilt with this one. I really do. It's tough. So I'm working on it. All right. I have a question. Our daughter, one daughter moved out. Remember? The last one to move out. And she says she was paying us rent. She was, you know, 20 some years old. And she decided to keep paying rent on her room after she moved out because she thought she might have to move right back. Yes. Well, when do we say quit paying rent? We want the room back. A year ago. <laughs> Every time she comes home, she stays in that room and she loves that it's her room and she doesn't want to give it up. She wants that room to be hers. If things don't work out with her guy, she wants to come right back where she was. So we're failing her on that, having that. She's paying rent. Doesn't matter. How once, that- once we stop that, then that boyfriend either has to shit or get off the pot. You were going to force a decision. Either Do you know why she pays? She can afford it. You know why she pays to have that room kept is because if this guy doesn't work out, right. she doesn't want to come back home and have you turn it into some room that's not hers. And right. you will. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a guest room. The second that she's done, says, okay, I'm giving up my room, you guys, then you're, you're changing everything in yes, there. Yes, I am. It's going to be a guest room. Well, she's coming out in the next couple of days. Why? I, because I need to tell her, stop paying rent. Either this relationship is going to work for you or it's not. But you can't. You've, right now, she's got one foot in the door at, with yeah. us and one foot out. She's almost been gone a month, just so you know. So? But, I mean, month where she hasn't come back home. So she's paying for the room. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's like. No, yeah, she comes back all the time. Yeah, okay. But it's like. Saying now. Yeah. I really want that room. I know, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to cut off our daughter and say, "Quit paying rent. That's not your room anymore. Get out." I didn't want to make it final. Yeah, but we are. We are not making the situation better. No, we're. 
I think she's not. I think she doesn't take her relationship seriously with the guy because she knows she got an easy way to come home, mm-hmm. and not that she couldn't come home anyway. She right, would. but she uses it as an excuse. She does, and I think if we decide to cut it off, then there's going to have to be a decision made. I think so too. So anyway, I texted her this morning and said she hasn't been feeling super well. I said next few days when you're better, come over. And she goes, "Are you and mom dying?" I go, "No, we're not dying, <laughs> but I want to have the conversation about listen." You need to quit paying rent for this room and you need to dedicate yourself to this guy that you're living with and do your thing. But right now, you know, you're, I don't think you're giving it your all because you feel like because she comes home all the time. She comes back and stays here all the time. I just I'm trying to find a way to because if she doesn't want to, if she's like, no, I don't want to give up my room. Tell me why. Tell me that guy's not the right guy then. Exactly. Because that's what I think she's going to do is say, Dad. I don't think this is going to work with this guy. I don't want to give him my... Then, then move then on. Then move on. Let's yes, go. exactly. Let's, let's get going here. So, All right. Well, to be continued. Yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up and tell you. So the wonderful okay. world of parenting with Generation X, I thought for sure once they turned 18, we'd be free. And we're not. We still we still parent. We still parent. I'm telling you. All right. So listen, we got to go. We got to get yep, out of we here. we do. It's time. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening again this week. And where's my picture up here? Did I don't know. Okay, yeah. Oh. Tell everyone goodbye. Oh, now listen. Do me a favor. As soon as you say goodbye, don't start fucking with your microphone. Oh. You start grabbing it and every as I'm trying to close out my thing. Okay. Every everyone, you yes, gotta dear. start and grab that yes, thing and dear. bang it around there. Okay. Yes, dear. There. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs> there you go. Now you're cooking with Pam. Listen, thank you guys for joining us again. Sorry we got stuck on the parenting aspect of that stuff. We wanted to talk a little bit about it, but it got a little bit long. But, um, yeah, you guys can follow along because next week podcast is going to talk. We'll find out what happened with the kid and his job. We'll find out with my daughter coming back if she decided to leave the guy or she's going to move back in or what. Anyway, this is to be continued. We can't, we can't talk about it anymore. We've kind of worn out our welcome with you. Thank you guys for tuning in. Not sure where you're listening from around the planet AM, FM, Sirius XM, or perhaps on the Armed Service Radio Network. Wherever you're listening from, thank you. Remember two things. Wherever you go, there you are. And as usual, I'll catch you guys on the flip side. All right. <laughs>